Welcome to Super Serious Film Fest, our theme series of movie reviews. This season covers the best and the worst of Nick Cage. The summer and winter of his career. In what we're calling Season of the Cage. So we uh, have seen Season of the Witch. Yes. Both of us. Now, I've seen it twice, at least. Twice that I remember in the last week. I, I hear you've seen it three times mm. after so many viewings of this Nicolas Cage movie. What do you think of it? This is just... Uh, I'm glad we actually put this on the list because I think this is the worst Cage. This is a Cage just cashing the check. He doesn't even bother to bring an F-Zero on the Cage scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you will about Con Air and Vampire's Kiss. You get... You get you get you get cagey. You get, you, he gets cagey in that, and here it's just a, a a movie that no one seems to be enthusiastic about. It is spent a lot of money, but manages to look ugly. It it's plotting. It's boring. At, 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 and at no point do you actually feel like you care about anything that's going on. Like even a even a even a diehard sword and sandal historical fiction knights on the crusade i i can't imagine anyone wanting this this film like if you're a horror fan if you're an adventure fan if you're a thriller fan like this is just this is the equivalent of room temperature saliva and no one wants no one wants to take a drink of it what do you think jim no i agree on every account basically uh i said in the con air review that this is his least cage performance (laughs) uh i was wrong because I didn't remember seeing this, and this is the least Cage you can possibly get in a movie while still calling it a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, I think for an hour and 34-minute film, it's somehow... Action film, it somehow yeah. still manages to be bad. I, when I was queuing it up last night to watch it, I'm like, hour 30, the fuck? I would have swore this is two hours, 15 minutes, two hours, 20. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it because every place that they can, they've taken a shortcut, I feel. Mm. And it just amounts to nothing this movie commits the ultimate sin which is just being completely forgettable yeah Yeah. uh you know ron perlman who i normally like in stuff uh he can't save it nicholas cage doesn't bring anything to it so he doesn't save it and the effects like you said are somehow expensive looking and yet really bad looking in places yeah Yeah. it's just not worth watching i don't get it it's directed by uh dominic cena or cena and it's kind of getting the gang back together because he directed uh, Nick Cage and God in 60 Seconds, which is a okay. schlocky film, but one that I remember everyone seemed like they had a lot of fun doing. Mm-hmm. And it was written by the same guy who wrote Con Air. And so I, I was wondering, like, what the hell happened? Because, you know, I, I remember when, when this movie came out, we were kind of like, you know, high on the kick because we were all in the badass fest and we've we've done all this like, you know, stupid action adventure movie. And I think we both had kind of fond feelings for um, the the National Treasure movies and, and like, oh, it's Nick Cage. And I just remember the how terrible it looked and the the movie trailer guy, his it's it's uh, season of the witch and we like said that to each other all the fucking time it became kind of a catchphrase yeah and i i i I just i can't believe it's this this bad or you said the word mediocre and and i kind of fought you about it a little bit while we were uh, doing the live watch because to me 
mediocre is kind of like a non-offensive thing, and this film is kind of offensiveness and, and, and offensive in its blandness. Like it just you you kind of get angry because it just wasted your time. Hmm. Uh, Some people might. There's no I, no. I'm serious. Like I don't think there's Some this movie made. Might. I don't think any anyone made this. I don't think anyone came out of this movie getting what they thought they were going to get. Like I just yeah. can't imagine. Like if you're a genre person, it's it's dumb. If you are mm-hmm. a fan of great acting or dialogue, it's it's honestly terrible. And I, I don't understand why this guy who made a perfectly fine movie, maybe it's a, it's a historical thing uh, through him. He's also like you know he did California with a K, 1993. That's the Brad Pitt, Juliette Lewis. Uh, there he did Swordfish in 2001. Oh Christ, that's a terrible movie, but yeah. it's an entertaining movie. Uh-huh. Uh, White Out, which I don't even know what the hell that is, and in Season of the Witch, uh, along with God in sixty seconds, and like one of that, this it, it's his last film. He hasn't made another one. I think it killed his career because mm-hmm. uh, it 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 really really sucked a lot of a lot of cinematic dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what it's like. You know, sucking human dicks one thing, but the worst thing you can do in the in the in the cinema world is suck cinematic dick. Can I say one good thing about the movie that's non spoilery? Yes. I think the makeup effects are good. The makeup effects. The makeup. The practical, like, we put prosthetics and makeup on this character, and he looks really fucked up, or hmm. she looks really I, fucked up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I see, what you, I see where you're yeah. going with that. Uh, other than that, I think the effects are largely a failure. You would think that, like, Ron Perlman and Nick Cage would have... Because it seemed like in the interviews I read, they had fun making this movie. But none of that came across on the screen. No. There is no chemistry, no sparkle. These guys are supposed to be lifelong friends that have been hip deep in blood and pussy. And they... Beer. And they feel like they've got the chemistry of a Attack of the Clones era, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most damning things I can possibly say. So if you don't know, Season of the Witch is about two knights of the Crusade, Bayman and Felson, played by Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman, respectively. Uh, and they desert from the Lord's Army after having been misled into slaughtering women and children in a vicious cam- campaign in Smyrna. They've been gone uh, uh, crusading for almost a decade now, and they return to a countryside that's been ravaged by the Black Plague. They're arrested as deserters at the first large city they come to, but the church offers them a deal. In return for their freedom, they must escort a young accused witch, played by Claire Foy, who may be causing the spread of the disease, to a monastery that specializes in witch handling for trial and execution. In the long and perilous journey ahead, Bayman will wrestle with his faith, sense of justice and dark supernatural powers. Uh, I mentioned Claire Foy being in the, playing the witch and how kind of hot she is right now because she's in the girl in the spider's web right now. She's doing an Oscar bid as Neil Armstrong's wife and first man. This was her, this was her first role in, in cinnamon. She's, hmm. you know, she's Claire Foy and she's I, easily the best actor in this film. Yes. She is playing a fairly thankless role because this character, what you're supposed to think about her, the politics of witchery in the 14th century is all over the fucking map. Uh, I think we should get spoilery about this thing now. Uh, one topic I want to talk about is I feel like in a first of this movie, they actually sweated some historical details. Like they did research on actual uh, crusader campaigns and they did research into like, I, you, I don't know if you know this, but like Nick Cage and Ron Perlman are supposed to be Teutonic Knights. And the only reason I know that is because it happens to be uh, of interest in this volume two religious book I'm doing on, on a game of Thrones. 
Uh, so I was a little bit familiar with their iconography and whatnot. Um, and they get the names of towns and things right. But boy, that stuff just goes skin deep. I kind of feel like they got me with these battle sequences and these cities and these years and telling the, the, the tale of this campaign. They got me into something that's going to have more than just a passing nod to like historical realism, like a like like a, a historical realistic take that just happens to have witches in it. Kind of like a 13th warrior. Have you seen that film? Yeah. Like that, that's, that's something I was kind of going for. But then like the next scene, they strap on these helmets that I swear to Christ look exactly like a 1980s Lego man set. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's like this weird thing where with historical art, like with armor, you can go very gritty and realistic. Like, yeah, that, that looks like something a 14th century knight would strap on. Or you can go like full on Excalibur where it's like fantastical and, mm-hmm. and it's like super cool. This happened to look like there's no way I believe any knight ever wore armor to look anything like this, but also not cool. Like, <laughs> no. like this would be bad cosplay. If you saw it at like Gen Con, you'd be like, man, these guys really half-assed. They're night costumes. No, I mean, the the reveal of Nicolas Cage in this movie is pretty glorious because <laughs> we'll talk about the hair in a second. We always got to talk about his hair. But that helmet is like halfway on lopsided and it looks like it's too big for him. He looks like a kid who's cosplaying in his dad's armor uh, and, and really just, you know, wanted to get in on this film. Right. Uh, and then he. He takes the helmet off, uh-huh. or he starts with the helmet off. I can't remember, but right. his his fucking hair in this movie is like it's like '90s Justin Timberlake didn't get a haircut for a year, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Or it's like somebody like half dyed a mop blonde, a dirty mop blonde, and tossed it on his head. It's not natural. No, it's awful looking. Uh, and and the lopsided oversized helmet doesn't do him any favors either. Ron Perlman's hair uh, helmet looks like someone took a turban mm-hmm. and chromed it. <laughs> like it's it's the worst thing I've I've ever seen. It, it's so comically bad. And there's also the other thing I noticed on the second watch through is that first scene that they show in the village village. It takes place a hundred years before the main plot. Why? What the fuck are they trying to say? Yeah, that's a good question. That the devil's been trying to engineer the ba- Black Plague and failing for a hundred years because yeah. of this Kia Solomon. Because they introduced that it's a Kia Solomon, but like the Kia Solomon didn't fucking win the priest the day. The priest got destroyed by the forces of evil. So the demon right then and there had the Book of Solomon. I don't know, and it's like I think I, this is the culmination of that hundred-year battle that you're talking about. So he's been he's been going village to village and and burning all the books of Solomon until there's only one left. Mm-hmm. So I have another question: Why the fuck does he need to be carted to the last monastery where this this copy is held? Like, why can't he just fly there? No, man, I have, why would he possess a little huh. girl, allow himself to be captured, and then be cart his ass carted? And at the end of the movie, they, the the reveal is. You know, Nick Cage reflects and he's like, every time that she could have escaped or gotten away, the demon is like engineered a situation and bring her back into her clutches. Like, but the demon can fly yeah. and has mobility and there's no one that could stop him. Like, he could literally just flown to this fucking castle uh, and this monastery burned it and then the world falls to darkness. Yeah. No, this this is what I hate about these kinds of movies, and it it's almost even worse than like fantasy films where 
there are no rules is yeah. demonic films like evil films where yeah. there are no rules because yeah why does chopping the head of one of these priests that attacks them off stop it right why can't the the demon just reanimate them without a head yeah uh what is a Good crossbow question. bolt gonna do to a demon why does it need wolves to come and attack the person who's threatening to kill it yeah uh, How is that part of its scheme to get back in the clutches of I? Uh, when, when you're reading these passages, why doesn't it just fly away? Yeah. It tr- before I mean, you can read the whole... And why do the passages have to be so fucking long? Why can't yeah. it just be like, go away, demon, amen. Also... Boom. Yeah. Possession over. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, uh, maybe there is some incantation or whatever. No, it's, but it's exactly as long as they want it needs the to dramatic be. attention. The dramatic... And it's worse uh, than that. Like, Bayman... Attention to last. Bayman's got his, his, his daggers in the, the demon's titties, pinning it to the wall. Mm-hmm. But we just watched it melt through a solid steel cage. Mm-hmm. Like, where is that power? I saw him microwave Fel- Felsen. Yeah, and there, like, are, there are no rules. There's just it's, the rule of cool, and they don't even nail that. No, 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 no. None of these action sequences are fun. None mm. of the... And like, I think that I would be down to watch Nick Cage and Ron Perlman, Rough and Ready Crusaders, you know, for hire or whatever. But the B-cast is such a collection of sorry individuals. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, they got... So, I mean... They got, uh, like, I, I feel like they wasted a lot of talent, just incidentals. Like, they had uh, uh, Rory McCann, who oh, we know yeah. as the Hound. Why the fuck isn't he the other knight that accompanies him instead of this? Because I, I, I like this Ehrlich Thompson, and you've never seen him, but he plays, like, the big bad and Banshee. He hmm. can be an interesting magnetic screen presence, but he is just drained of all of his color and of his life. Just like, honestly, it's like everyone in this. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, you know, a, an action figure version of Nick Cage has been left out in the sun for a year. You pick it up and it's just bleached white and mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting about it. It's kind of like all of the, ra- the, the hard edges have been uh, uh, rubbed off of these guys. And they tell these colorful stories like... So many times, like like Ron Perlman. Oh man, the dialogue is so fucking stilted. Uh, it, Ron Perlman delivers this line, these lines. We've come a long way, Bayman, across deserts, oceans, seen things few men have seen, and and fewer still will believe. And he has this other thing about like wanting to return to the, the lands of his ancestors and drink beer, essentially with Bayman. But, like, why couldn't I see any of that? Mm-hmm. I saw, like, three minutes worth of battle pastiche, which are some of the worst choreographed things I've ever seen. Did you ever see Nick Cage actually make connection with a combatant? <laughs> I don't know, because I couldn't see anything. They were doing their damnedest to hide anything that would be hard to yes. film and hard to make look realistic you... with fucking fog and smoke yep. and dust Sandstorms. and sun and darkness. Anything they could think of to hide any effect they were trying to do. You see Nick Cage like swing a sword back and then they cut 180 degrees from him so it's probably Stuntman's back and he just like and and you see this other Stuntman just running with his with the sword over his high and he just runs into the blade. Like mm-hmm. there's no like n- none no one that attacks Bayman or Felson in this whole fucking movie if they had just stood there and done nothing, would they have made a connection to them? Mm. There's none of this. Like I remember, like uh, reading interview with the choreographer, like like Ray Park and the choreographer of uh, Episode One, and they're like, every one of these strokes would be a kill stroke if it connect. Every one of these strokes would be a pillow fight <laughs> if it connected at best. It's mm-hmm. just really lazy and stagey, and that's bad when this is a fucking action film. And here's the thing: I think 
the beginning of this movie almost needs to be a movie in and of itself mm. for me to care about the resolution of the film that they did make. Because right. there's a really interesting movie in there where a couple of knights, uh, crusading knights, get disillusioned with the right. whole fucking mission. Right. And they go off and and they, they renounce the faith, right? They don't even know what good and evil is But at this you point. need like two hours to tell that story. Yeah. And they shortcut it here to about two and a half minutes. I think the right script and the right characters could make you believe in that in 10, 15. But yeah. holy shit. And the thing is, this, this movie was not pressed for time. It could have no. bre- It could have given some time to breathe. Yeah. It's just like... It's just like no no one cared to do it. It's just like an utter lack of care and passion went into making making this film. And there's this other like so when the when the this the choreography isn't dispirited, it's ludicrous. Like there's a scene where Bayman and Felson is being uh, captured in the city, and Nick Cage parries a half dozen crossbow bolts with a dagger. <laughs> right, I forgot about that. And oh, he doesn't. Fuck. There's there's nothing like. It's he literally just moves the it moves the dagger. He holds the dagger at a forty five degree angle in front of his face, and then moves it to the other side of forty five, and just does that back and forth. He does it like a half dozen times, and then he goes enough because like <laughs> everybody stops shooting. Yeah, like that's all uh-huh. I got in me. Yeah. It's like it's 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 just it's just so crazy. And then the other half the time, he's wrestling with CGI shit that doesn't really work. Um, it's like I said, this need the action needed to be a hell of a lot more Gonzo to actually be compelling, and a hell of a lot more of it. Yeah. How much? How many scenes? Well, I, it's, it's interesting because I think they both did. They did the wrong kind of action, but they did enough of it, just not good enough. Like, yeah. th- there's the scenes with the wolves uh, where they come and they kill Hagamar, right? Yeah. I don't really understand why you're gonna do that. Like, it, it, well, it all comes back to the demon being a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because the demon could just at any time break out of this cage and go destroy the Book of Solomon. Right. Game over. Uh, and so the wolves seem almost superfluous to the right. whole thing. Right, because, again, the demon could literally yeah. at any time break out. It could just go into Hulk mode and melt its way through the thing yeah. and fly its happy ass to... Did it not know where the monastery was? <laughs> no, it had to know. Because but the it, other thing is the wolf attack happens within sight of the fucking place, doesn't it? Does, it? yeah. Well, they run, they run away from the wolf attack and they somehow end up in sight of yeah the so it could have been like see a suckers and had uh-huh. an unfettered uh, is it a i wonder if it's the only thing i can think of is it's afraid of the monks like mm-hmm. they do have that one last copy mm-hmm. and although like you said like it, it seems like it, it could slaughter an unlimited amount of anything and it could have slaughtered nick cage it just chose not to yeah the, uh and the other thing that they do with action that goes nowhere which i was like oh this this might actually be kind of cool to see is mm-hmm. this plague dog Mm, they right. just have a single plague dog that yeah. does nothing it gets hit in the face with a torch mm-hmm. and then it's gone yeah where, where was the action sequence around that yeah, i was thinking like because you're talking about the more compelling version of this about these knights that have lost their faith and like maybe the deal is that uh Bayman gets his faith back by the end and it's you got to understand that it's the force of his faith that's beating the demon not mm-hmm. his fucking daggers that right. can magically but they don't they don't they don't ever do that. No, that's why movies like The Exorcist work mm-hmm. so well. Right. Because it's all about the the strength of your faith. Yeah. And it has how nothing you... to do with your physical body. You're not pinning demons to right. walls. Right. You're simply believing in God so hard that the demon can't touch you. And and knowing that if that wavers an instant, the demon yeah. can absolutely have its way with you. And that's the that's the crux. You have to keep that faith and belief in the and, and knowing that you're on a tightrope and knowing that this very powerful thing is trying to like exploit any it, it's a it's a mental test. It's a yeah. it's a test of will and faith and the, none of that 
is in is in this movie. No, as and it's soon all as you about introduce religion and faith. Yeah, as soon as you introduce the swords into yeah. it, like the idea of oh, these are knights, and we're actually going to see them fight a lot. Right, that goes out the window. Right, yeah, especially when they're wrestling with a fucking demon. <laughs> but also, like the 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 politics of witchcraft in this movie are weird because okay. there's this there's this like is she or isn't she a witch? Which is such but a joke. Yeah, they, at like four or five different times, she reveals that she has some kind of vast, uncanny power. As soon as they meet her, yeah. she jumps on the backs of the the people, yeah. who who release her from the dungeon. Yeah, I mean, she's a witch. She's like she's like a nineteen year old uh, Claire Foy who weighs ninety five uh-huh. pounds, soaking wet, and she's throwing these armored dudes around like they're bales of hay and pinning them to the ground. Pinning, yeah. yeah. That she she grabs a dude by the arm and one arm curls him at one point. I mean, just there's so many diff- obviously feats of uncanny things that she does. It's like, why are we still arguing whether she's a witch or not? Like, you could maybe argue about if she's an evil witch, mm-hmm. but then the movie feels so self-satisfied when it twists. It's like, oh, she's not a witch. She's just possessed by a demon. Well, uh-huh. who fucking cares? Like, uh, it, it, it did feel like they could have saved a lot of time just by killing her at any point. Yeah. And then they make this thing. It's like, and that, that's the thing is like, why don't they? Because at some point, Cage is like, well, if we do this, the world could fall in the darkness. Like, I don't get it. Like, she's either a witch or she's not. If she's not a witch and you kill her, then it's not going to stop the plague, but whatever. Taking her to the fucking castle and giving her a fair witch trial in the 14th <laughs> right. century. What Drown does her, that see even if she gets mean? Back up. Yeah, like when, <laughs> when he said, I'll, sh- I'll see that you get a fair trial. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? What does a fair witch trial look like? Yeah, they describe a witch trial in it, and it's essentially, we're going to drown you. If you die, you weren't a witch. If you don't die, you're a witch, and yeah. we'll kill you through incantations. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's a, there's going to be a there's going to be a series of cross examining of Satan, mm-hmm. and if you can get if you can trip him up in in his, his factual statements, then you got him. You, if you get the father <laughs> of the lie on the stand and, and get him get him on the record, then you got it. It's it's kind of ludicrous. I I thought like. There's so many more interesting films to be had here, like, you know, Bayman wrestling with that. Like, I have seen firsthand that this religious order and institution mm-hmm. is capable of corruption and, and cruelty. And I have this innocent girl who I'm delivering and I'm promising her a fair trial. But what does that mean? Like what? And, and they just they just don't. They just don't. No. And there are a couple of good ideas in there. I think, you know, th- this idea of oh, well, he's misidentified this as a witch when, in fact, it's a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, there could have been something interesting to do there, but they play it as just like a shortcut kind of moment to him going, oh, yeah, now I get it. I, I can tell you why all this is happening. It's because Nicolas Cage's character, Bayman, is mm-hmm. the most oblivious mm-hmm. character in... There's a scene with Ron Perlman and him where they're on horseback. They're, Nicolas Cage, I think, asks, do you think she's a witch? Ron Perlman responds, I did you feel you felt her strength, right? Like right. she jumped on top of you, she started pinning you to the ground and throwing you around. You felt right. that, didn't you? And Nicolas Cage says, I've seen women destroy men without lifting a finger. You've just missed the entire fucking yes, point yeah. of what he is saying. And also, right. he never comes back around and says, huh, that's a pretty clever line, Nicolas Cage, but you missed my entire fucking point. You right. felt yeah, the no, physical I've, strength of this person who should weigh about 95 pounds, right? Yeah, no, I've heard, I've had my heart broken, too. <laughs> yeah. 
but I'm talking about the actual feat of strength that she just did. Yeah. The strength that you felt. Not- that's that's why Nicolas Cage is a complete oblivious idiot in the entirety of this movie. And here's the other thing is like there's also this interesting thing where they have this priest who's hilariously named the ball sack. Like <laughs> Not really, but pretty much the bell sack. Yeah, they're saying ball sack all of the movie. It's hilarious. And there's this thing where she keeps accusing him of abuse. And -hmm. he keeps on shutting that shit down. And, oh, she lies. She lies. You can't trust her. She lies. And I thought for sure that they were going to reveal that this priest had been, like, raping this woman and, like, knocked her up. and And he's actually trying to... Use this pretext of the plague to call her black witch, so she can be you know killed, so he doesn't have to deal with it. But no, Ballsack's just a good guy fighting against the devil. Like, what's with all? What I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know because they they. It's, I guess that's a like an exorcist thing. Like the yeah, it's a, that's a go to play if you've inhabited the body of a little girl is to make some sexually inappropriate remarks and try to make the priest uncomfortable. And maybe they're going mm-hmm. for that, but boy, it didn't play because the other thing is. All these men of God were essentially bad guys in this movie. <laughs> and this is the one guy who's not, I guess. Huh. Yeah. Um, but I, I again, I, I thought that would be a little bit more uh, interesting. There's also just like some 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 crazy things like they bring the squire along with him and he's he's mm. in bit ambition is to be a knight like his dad and his dad died and he's an orphan and he's been like this uh altar boy and he's always trying to prove his worth first time they give him a sword he accidentally stabs one of their party members mm. yeah and there's a way you could stage this to where it looks like the boy accidentally stabbed the guy but he's literally holding his sword out and the guy comes running in slow motion and he just like <laughs> sticks him with it. Yeah. Like if I come at you, if you're holding a kitchen knife and I surprise you around the corner, don't stab me. Like, <laughs> don't allow me to impale myself. That's the thing. It's like uh-huh. you can. Uh, it's, and then then I also it, don't understand what the purpose of that scene is because it gets right. Uh, Eckert killed. Right. It gets Eckert killed. Right. But the, the witch always has an intention with her kills when right. it kills a hagamar it's to protect herself so that she can continue to get to the castle yeah. uh to the abbey yeah i don't i don't get it either because it doesn't seem like there's a purpose to this particular kill other than i just want to kill someone yeah actually the purpose i th- I think within the movie the purpose is to show that she can get inside your head to show that she can use these things that you tell her against you but it might it makes no se- why would the demon reveal itself there's no like in fact the the demon manufactured the problem because it allowed the girl to escape mm-hmm. which is the thing it doesn't want yeah so how would killing uh, you know, how how would manipulating a guy into killing another one do i don't know again you want this you want this team to deliver you to the monastery so mm-hmm. you know what the fuck and then this kid gets knighted and he's the only survivor. It's like, it's like, but it's like, this is so dumb. Yeah, he's like, this kid just. I just don't care about this kid. Right. Like, that's the whole problem with this entire subplot of the movie. And what eventually becomes like, like the big resolution of it is I just don't give a shit about this kid. No, he's you like, set a, it he's up like for Michael Cera, to too. He's like so <laughs> unbelievable as any kind of man of action. Yeah, that, well, that's fair. I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to be an ass kicker. Uh, but he's the guy who eventually survives the whole thing and has, I don't know, a nasty love affair with the, the demon lady right. who's been cured. Right. The girl, as they call her. Uh, 
I, I just never bought it. And this knighting ceremony, when he goes, I haven't fully earned it, I'm like, yeah, the movie hasn't either, bud. Like, <laughs> yeah. None of us care about you. Yeah. Why should we? Right. Like, it's 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 kind of comedy. But that's the thing. Like, you are able to laugh at this movie, but it's not... There's no joy in it. Like, it's more just like, I can't believe how stupid this is. Yeah. And not in, like, a The Room kind of gonzo way mm-hmm. or... Or Vampire's Kiss, Or Vampire's Kiss way. It's, it's, just, it's just bad, safe, mediocre decision and just just no enthusiasm and that I, I keep on coming back to this point about the cast like they had a lot of not only stalwart names like cage and perlman mm-hmm. but like up and comers like we didn't know rory mccann could be the hound we didn't know that Stephen graham could be scarface al capone right mm-hmm. like these guys we didn't know that ehrlich thompson could be this terrifying kai proctor and banshee but they cast these guys nevertheless and got nothing with it. This movie has Christopher fucking Lee. <laughs> right. And he's buried under prosthetic, which admittedly is... Why pay yeah, for cool. Why pay for Christopher Lee to get the, to be on this movie if you're just going to use him for... He's, he's essentially an NPC that, that sends Nick, Nick Cage on an escort mission. Uh-huh. That's his role. And to me... You leave behind the altar boy. You leave behind the milk toast, the ball sack. You mount up with the hound. You mount up with fucking Saruman, mm-hmm. and you mount up with uh, Al Capone, and you make this like a dirty half dozen movie. And they're 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 getting they're dying from attrition because this mm-hmm. demon doesn't want to. Like it's just everything is structurally a mess. Like the movie is the uh, they want a twist of the oh my god we've been helping the villain all along but it yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense uh they got this monastery chock full of diseased monks and they turn into zombies and but that's still not i'm making it sound twice as cool as you think it is there's one cool thing in this movie and that's when the demon grabs uh ron perlman and microwaves them <laughs> like i got some serious beastmaster yeah. vibes the the flying devourers off of that 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 was nice. really cool and well executed and kind of horrific yeah that's it that's it the demon whoever designed this demon it's like oh my god take uh, the shitty like not the mummy the first one but like the the one of the sequels like when they started running out of a cgi budget yeah take the mummy and give it wings. Mm-hmm. There's your demon. Unwrap it. Give it wings. Totally. Demon totally. Ter- like, it looks like a desiccated corpse. Why does a demon look like a desiccated corpse? Uh, I suppose it wants to, right? I mean, a demon can look like <laughs> whatever it wants. So yeah. that's what it chose to look like. Uh, the other problem I have with the demon is the voice. Oh, it, yeah. It's like a... It's like a horse Jar Jar Binks. Did you? Yeah, were you picking up any Jar Jar vibes from this thing? I actually didn't, but I, I recognize the voice as being subpar, and he's he's actually a video game voiceover specialist, and, if, and from video games oh. that you've not heard of. It was god-awful. Yeah, like, wow, you can't, you know, you got a voice as cool as Christopher Lee in this film, and this is what you get? Yeah. You get... Like the I, you get the Ice King from Adventure Time, the voice, the your SpongeBob SquarePants, the voiceless demon. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, it's, ugh, it's so bad, man. It's so bad. Uh, what's Nick's Cage obsession with getting his eye cut out? Like, like he perfected, re- oh, he perfected his Outcast move here. Oh, he gets his eye plucked out, and he just, he just literally just, just squints it shut. I, I That's think his it's move. plucked out. I mean, that is his move. Like, go watch Outcast. He does that through the entirety of his 
role in that movie. Actually, maybe not go watch Outcast because if we ever do a follow up to Season of the Cage, that's definitely going to be on yeah. the short list for the bad movies next time. The, the trouble with Outcast is that he's not in the movie all that much. Like it's yeah. mostly Hayden Christensen kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but when he is in it, he's supposed to have lost his eye. And there are moments, I, I say he squints his eye through the entirety of that movie, but it's simply not true. He opens it several times <laughs> he forgets. during several he battles. He'd have time to forget this one. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Uh, but yeah, in this one, I guess his eye is scratched out. Yeah. And he demon. just does the I'm going to close my eye thing. Right. There's no blood. Like, they didn't, like, you, you know, I didn't sense that there's any kind of, like, gore. It's almost like he got poked in the eye. And he's just like, oh, it's wa- I can't open yeah. it because it's watering. They're, they also do this thing where... So they're they're supposed to be German knights, which I don't understand why they chose the Teutonic knights versus any other Crusade order because it doesn't matter. There's no no one's attempting to do some kind of German accent, which what even a 13th century German accent would look like. I would love to hear Nick Cage try it though. But they're doing this like it's this generic, like an American playing an Imperial in a Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. not an English accent, but it's that kind of Shakespeare in the park cadence to it you call this glorious murdering women and children know your place knight and they don't use contractions they don't use contractions they yoda the yoda speech like uh, there's one ron perlman where they 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 ride up to this place this 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 homestead and the man and his wife have died of the plague and they're in bed and he says seen much death you and i like fucking yoda shit (laughs) but but then he continues to say, some deserve, some not. But what does one do to deserve a death like that? Some deserve, some not. But what does one do to deserve a death like that? Nothing. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just slaughtered men and women, or women and children. These people die, like, yeah, they've got boils on their faces and whatnot, but they died peacefully in their beds. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Death like that because they rotted? Uh, I guess I don't so, yeah. know because like the one woman was kind of like seven. She wasn't fully dead. She waited until someone like spooked her, and then she finally died. Like I, there's like all these pronouncements never really matched what they were supposed to. Like I, I and also Ron Perlman gave it a performance like he's reading the weather. There's no like real horror huh. or yeah. fear or terror or anything. It's it's he's seen it all before, man. I guess he's seen it all. There's nothing that can shock him. I guess. I mean, I've seen Ron Perlman things I really really like, like even fantasy genre work. Hellboy. He's an amazing Hellboy, and he's charismatic as hell. Yeah. This they sh- they should they him and Nick Cage should have had more chemistry, and uh, I, I guess the director just didn't give a shit. Like I feel like. Every take was the first one, and they just like, yep, fine, yep, let's just take it, yep. Yeah, you missed that guy through Sword Nick, but that's cool. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, Move I think on. Perlman is actually better than than Cage in this movie by far. Uh, he he does have kind of that effortless charisma. I know the script is not supporting him very much. Right. But, you know, he flashes a smile, and he tells a joke, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Ron Perlman, cool. Uh, Nicholas Cage never gets a moment like that at all in this yeah. film. Yeah, I mean, they, they do give far, like, like, they let Nick Cage tell the story about him, uh, Felson, about, uh, which is, this is my favorite part of the movie, where they're sitting around the campfire, and he's regaling tales of, because these guys are also, like, medieval badasses, but they don't really sell that. They sell it with a little bit of Legolas and Gimli. I'll mm. take that 500 over there, you take this 500, whoever kills the most will buy drinks. Yeah. But... My favorite part is like there's and 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 uh, Nick Cage is telling the story about Ron Perlman uh, how they signed up as mm-hmm. teenagers for this crusade, 
and it's essentially like he's asking the the preacher uh, you know, like, uh, what do I got to sign up for to forgive adultery? And he's like, well, three years. And, and what about theft? You got to enlist for two years to, to be forgiven that. And he's like, yeah, well, better put me down for 10. That's funny. Mm-hmm. But that's the only funny thing in this whole fucking movie. <laughs> for sure. Uh, there's nothing. There's, there's like stuff that's played for laughs. Like, uh, you know, Nick Cage seeing that the land has kind of been deprived of humanity. He's worried about it. It's like, I've not seen a living soul and. And Ron Perlman says, you can keep your souls. I'll be happy with a chicken. As they're riding past a herd of cattle. <laughs> like, you guys are deserters and outlaws. You're above butchering a cow. They just, they're conservationists, too. They don't want to waste the extra meat. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just need... I, you I know, can I just, eat a chicken, but a cow's a bit much. Yeah, a leg and a breast. It's a, <laughs> one for you, too, right, Bellman? Let's not be greedy. Yeah. I just... I It's... Nothing, nothing hangs together, and I, and also I cannot I cannot state how very ugly this film is. This mm-hmm. film looks like a fairly well healed megachurch has done a historical because like the cities are obviously cardboard and stucco, and they run mm-hmm. them through, they filter the hell and back, so you can see that like you know the sky's not real, the grass isn't real, the buildings, none of the far off buildings are real. They're all shitty composited mats. It's just. Mm-hmm. Everything is just done incredibly poorly, from the costuming, the hair and makeup. The they must have had just a badass, like you said, makeup guy. Yeah, because what they did to Christopher Lee is pretty top notch plague plague work. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Season of the Cage. <laughs> 